when we can recognize the state of our nervous system, we can see what thoughts we're capable of thinking. And from there, we can regulate our nervous system and we can use our prefrontal cortex, part of the neocortex, the most evolutionarily advanced part of our human minds, to consciously choose the thoughts we want to think on purpose about the situations and scenarios in life we cannot change. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day and your week is off to an amazing start. Our conversation today is a juicy one. It is all about regulating your nervous system. And I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think there's many of us that could truly use more nervous system regulation, especially everything that we've been through in these past few years. And so recently I've been diving into polyvagal theory and I did a workshop a few months ago and it was really informative and insightful. And polyvagal theory is just really this system that you can use to track trauma's impact on the nervous system. And then you can use different interventions to reduce symptoms and truly bring about healing. And you know that I speak about all the multifaceted approaches to healing and that it's just this one big puzzle piece. It's not just about taking supplements or eating the perfect diet. It is so beyond that. So I'm really excited to dive into this today and also talk about somatics and talk about breath work and how we could really use these interventions to bring about healing in the body. So my guest today is Victoria Albina. She is a certified life coach, UCSF trained family nurse practitioner and breathwork meditation guide with a passion for helping women realize that they are their own best healers so they can break free from codependency, perfectionism, and people pleasing and reclaim their joy. She is also the host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode today and I'm really excited to dive in. So enjoy. My community is constantly asking me about my advice on the best water filtration system. And if you've been following me over on Instagram, you saw that we just installed a new under the sink water filtration system. I'm really excited for this because we used to order our water from Cedar Springs, as many of you know, which I do love, and it is all spring water. And we still do order that, but I really wanted something that was under the sink that we could use for boiling water and for cooking food, washing veggies, as well as drinking. So we came across Sorzo Wellness Water, and I love them. They are really cost-effective, and they filter out 99% of contaminants, such as chlorine, sediment, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, viruses and bacteria, pesticides, heavy metals, hormones and microplastics, and they even remove any odor. And they also do add a little bit of a higher pH to the water, anywhere between an 8.5 to a 9.0. I also love that they remineralize the water. 
So they're adding minerals and electrolytes back in like calcium, magnesium, and potassium. I know that some of the other filtration systems that are out there on the market, some really expensive ones, don't actually filter out the fluoride. And even something like reverse osmosis doesn't remineralize the water. So I'm really happy that we were able to find such a great system. I love the water. It's so tasty. It's so clear. And we have been using it now for a few months. And I definitely recommend checking it out because if you're looking for something that's cost effective, this is definitely your go-to. They are located in Canada, but I do believe that they ship globally. Their customer service is fantastic, so don't hesitate to reach out to them. Their website is sorzowater.com. That's S-O-R-S-O-Water.com. And if you'd like to save $200 off of their drinking systems, you can use the coupon code wellness switch. And yes, it will save you 200. There's also a 90 day risk-free trial. There's free installation and they even have a lifetime warranty. So I'm a really big fan of them. Check them out. Again, that link is sorzowater.com. Use the coupon code wellness switch and it will save you $200 off of their drinking filtration system. Hello, Victoria. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. I'm so excited to dive in with you today. And I would love it if we can kickstart this conversation by telling our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Oh, yeah. So my name is Victoria Albina. By training, I am a functional medicine nurse practitioner, former primary care provider for many years. I am a master certified life coach with a focus on somatic or body-based practices. I am a breathwork meditation facilitator and host of the Feminist Wellness Podcast. And I coach humans socialized as women to overcome codependent, perfectionist, and people-pleasing thought habits. Wow. Just a few things. Just like casual. I'm also a Leo and I feel like maybe we should start there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Fantastic. Wow. Well, you don't you don't do a lot of things. I'm I'm pretty bored. Just like, you know, yeah, definitely not a super nerd. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You wear many hats, like many of the people that I interview. You're very multi-passionate. It sounds like awesome. So I love that. Can you tell us like what led you down this path to experience and dive into all these different areas? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. So like many of us, it came from being super sick myself. So I had what was diagnosed as irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, growing up, which I have come to recognize as such a useless, beyond useless diagnosis. Um, And like so many nerds, I wanted to deeply understand what was going on in my own body, in my own mind. I had the intermittent depression and anxiety that are part and parcel of having um, issues in the gut, right? The gut microbiome's off balance the gals off balance, right? That's how that sure. works. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I looked to Western medicine. I went to a thousand specialists, couldn't get help. So I, I became a Western medical provider and an herbalist, learned functional medicine. And as I started to heal myself uh, and went into private practice in Manhattan, I came to see that my clients, my then patients would get better and remit. They'd get better and their symptoms would come back, right? It was mm-hmm. this one step forward, 27 steps back, and which I was seeing in my own health. I had a, a back, uh, 
terrible jerk of spirochete parasite called Blastocystis hominis. I murdered it good, but then I still felt like crap. I felt so lousy. And I knew I was doing all of the right things, medically speaking. So I knew there was a layer underneath it. And what I came to understand was that was stress, distress, and trauma stuck in my body, uh, in my nervous system. I was deeply dysregulated in what's called functional freeze, uh, which I can get into the nerdetry mm-hmm. of that soon enough mm-hmm. if you'd like. I, I know you're a nerd. That was Love a compliment, it. as yep. always. I yeah. take yeah. it as a compliment. <laughs> I know you do. Which and compliment, two of my fa- and nerd are two of my favorite compliments. Uh, <laughs> Right. What's better than a nerdy witch? Few things. I love it. Come on now. So uh, I I came to understand that I was in this functional freeze myself, and so were so many of my patients. So with some time, I I learned about somatics. I learned about polyvagal f- theory and the nervous system. And started bringing it into clinic, and realized I wanted to take it so much deeper. And life coaching was the the way, the modality that allowed me to help my patients to heal and stay healed, right? Right. To have really sustainable healing uh, for the long haul. So that's what I do. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think about so many of the clients I've worked with over the years, and it makes me think about my own health as well. Like when we think about, you know, I've talked about this so many times on the podcast, like when we think about the health puzzle, there's so many pieces that make up the puzzle. And we could have the perfect diet. We could take all the supplements. You know, we could have great sleep. And those things matter. Of course, they can be really helpful, but there's so many other layers beyond that. And there's so many pieces that come together. So I love that, you know, you dive into really the the body work, the breath work, identifying and healing the traumas, because there's so much of that to unpack and to learn and unlearn and and to really ultimately bring about healing. Okay, so so many questions from here. I'm like, where, where do I even want to take this? <laughs> so let's talk about some of those first steps when you were working with clients and you were you were just saying perfect diet, supplements, all of the things on track. And and then what? Like they kept having symptoms show up again, wasn't getting that full healing. Where did you go from there? What were those next steps to start mm. identifying? I started really diving into mindset. And, and really starting to ask questions about how they were thinking about and relating to themselves and the world, right? And, and back in the day when I didn't have polyvagal language, right, I didn't have the complex nervous system language I have now, there was something in their stories about the, the emotions they had access to, which were so often mad, sad, and glad. Right. These really surface, really basic, not in like a dis way, but like sort of basic experiences of emotions um, that they weren't feeling. They we (laughs) weren't feeling in our bodies, but we're just experiencing in our minds. Right. Right. Because that's the cornerstone of functional freeze. You are moving through life. You're getting all the things done, but you're not present in your body. You're cut off from your body. And so I started to really see that. I I also have a master's degree in public health. I studied epidemiology. I'm really into patterns and recognizing patterns. And I started to see like A plus B is really equaling X here, right? Like this just isn't adding up. And so I had my clients start to, to track their symptoms and their emotions. And then it became re- like the way we might do with like um, with functional nutrition, right? If you right. eat the gluten, yeah. how do you feel five minutes, an hour, five hours later? Sure. When you 
right? You get a text from your mom or a call from your boss or your partner says, babe, we need to talk. What happens in your digestion? What happens, uh, you know, are you immediately disconnected from your body? Are you sent into anxiety? Like, what's the what? And as we started to chart it, and I started to chart it for myself, I started to see just how disconnected we all were from our feelings, from the felt sensation and the somatic experience of our feelings. That's why I started to really put it together. Yeah. Yeah. So can you define somatics for somebody who's like, I have no idea what that means. What on earth are these women talking about? (laughs) Yeah. So uh, soma comes from the Greek and it means body. Recently, I heard the translation, the body in its wholeness, which I absolutely love Mm, because that's what it's about. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So it's a, a return to our connection with our bodies in their wholeness. Uh, one of my sheroes, Susan McConnell from the um, somatic uh, internal family systems world, she talks about somatics as the felt shift from I have a body to I am my body. Is that gorgeous? The deep one. I know. It's so powerful. And so somatics are the group of practices or modalities that help us to return back to our bodies to slow down our automatic or autonomic nervous system reactions to life so we can get present to the felt experience of our emotions. They're not just stories in our head, as they often are for so many of us, but through somatics, we connect in with, what does sad feel like in my body? Well, right now it feels like this this blue pit in my belly that's just like swirling and heavy and cold. What does anger feel like? Well, it feels like this racing heat in my hands and a flush in my chest on and on. So we can really start to be connected deeply with our bodies once more knowing that within white settler colonialism, within the patriarchy, um, within all these systems of oppression, late stage capitalism, these systems demand that we be detached from our human body for their very existence, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So are you really getting somebody to describe the sensation, the feeling, colors, like you said so many things there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really part of that connection process? For many people, it is because we are so disconnected from from the felt experience and we can use the skills we already. So that's always going to be my path is how can we use the skills that we already have to lead us towards the thing that feels really challenging, difficult, scary, weird, right? Not right. something we're uncomfortable with. And so many of us have described things, you know, oh, I just got this new jean jacket. It's like that perfect blue and it's like really snug, but like loose at the same time. Do you know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so this is a skill we have, but we've used it externally to describe the world around us. And so we just use that skill and turn it inward and bring that power to bear to describe the the experience that we're having of an emotion in our bodies. And it it lets us really visualize for those of us who have the capacity, not everyone does, right? For sure. But many of our human brains can describe things and and visualize them. The other reason we do that is it helps us to de-identify with the feeling, right? Because like, how many times have you heard all of us say, I am sad, I am, right? It's, It's an I am statement, but 
much like I say, you know, codependent thinking is a thought habit. I am not codependent, nor are my clients. I am not my emotion, right? right. There's a part of me having that experience. And when I can de-identify it by seeing it, um, it's, it's, it's less overwhelming. It's less a part, it's less uh, the whole of who I am and is more a part of me. Right. Versus like making it mean something about us. Right. This thing happened. Now I'm mad. And now this means I'm I'm a bad person or I'm not good enough or right. 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 And what that just brought to mind is when we say this bad thing happened. And so I am feeling this way. I am angry. What we're missing in the middle are two vital steps, the nervous system response mm-hmm. and our own thoughts about it. Okay. Let's expand on that. <laughs> Ooh, yes, please. <laughs> all, all my favorite nerdy topics. So the work I do is combining thought work based in cognitive behavioral theory uh, and somatic practices. And my training in somatics is through Pat Ogden and the Sensory Motor Psychotherapy Institute as a coach. So uh, bringing those two practices, those two modalities together, we can recognize that life happens. Life gets lifey as it is prone to, right? Circumstances or situations, scenarios, happen. And in in response to those moments, we both have a nervous system reaction or response that is, again, autonomic or automatic. It happens in the blink of an eye. Um, We can shift how we respond, but we'll get to that in a second. So we have those automatic reactions. And then we have a habitual thought. Right. And so here's where the mindset piece comes in. So I like to think of our our brains as having, do you remember like old school card catalogs in the library? Yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah, right. In those days, long before Dr. Google, um, everyone's favorite primary care provider. Um, (laughs) Come on now. So true. Right? So true. It's the first thing everyone runs to. Seriously, please stop. Uh, (laughs) Advocate for yourself, but don't just Google your symptoms. Anyway, um, so your brain has this card catalog where it keeps all the stored thoughts that were given to you in childhood from your family blueprint, uh, from your ancestral line, from your society, the cultures, religions, communities you grew up in, right? Thoughts like a good girl is quiet, right? Mm -hmm. A lovable woman is thin, right? On and on. It is, uh, I should put myself last so I can be lovable, Mm -hmm. right? On and on. So those thoughts are in there. And I think of, and this is metaphora, not science, but uh, each of our nervous system states gives us access to different card catalogs. So in the nervous system nerd world, we say story follows state, which means the narrative you have access to is based on how you're feeling in your nervous system. So a a really simple example uh, would be if you're at the top of a roller coaster. If you're stoked to be there, you're like, this is great. I'm, this is fine. This is a beautiful thing to do on a Saturday. You're yep. in ventral vagus. You're safe and social. You're connected. You want to be doing whatever you're doing. You have access to thoughts like, this is great. I'm glad to be here. If your nervous system is in sympathetic, if you're all revved up, you don't actually want to be there. Then the thoughts you have are, this is terrifying. This is a horrible decision. Sure. Death and doom are impending, right? And so too, from dorsal, from shutdown, thoughts you'd have access to are, well, it's been a good run. Uh, soon I shall be dead, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just shut down. I, I have no capacity to change my life. I can't reach over to the person next to me and connect. I'm all alone on this death trap, right? Mm-hmm. And 
So when we can recognize the state of our nervous system, we can see what thoughts we're capable of thinking. And from there, we can regulate our nervous system and we can use our prefrontal cortex, part of the neocortex, the most evolutionarily advanced part of our human minds, our executive function part, to consciously choose the thoughts we want to think on purpose about the situations and scenarios in life we cannot change. I am 100% obsessed with the Element Electrolytes. You are probably familiar with this electrolyte drink mix. They are very salty, and you've probably seen so many people share about them online, and for good reason, because they are really, really good. Now, yes, they are very salty, and you've probably been very misled over the years in terms of sodium intake, and optimal health outcomes have actually been seen at sodium levels two to three times higher than the government recommendations. So if you're an athlete, if you are using the sauna, if you are outside in the summertime and you're sweating, if you are a menstruating woman, if you're dealing with adrenal burnout, your adrenals actually need those electrolytes. I have been intaking about one to two packs of element a day, and it has made a tremendous difference in how I feel and my energy levels especially when I get that midday crash. Right now, they have grapefruit salt, which has just arrived in time for summer. It's here for a limited time only. So check it out. And when you order anything off of their website, you are going to get a free sample pack. So head on over to drinkelement.com forward slash wellness witch. And when you order through this link, you will get a free sample pack. And the great thing about that is it gives you an opportunity to try all the flavors they have. So when you go back next time, you can order some of your favorites. So that link again is D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash wellness switch for your free gift. Amazing. Okay. So let's just use this example. Like you said, at the top of the roller coaster, it's funny you use that example because lately I've been telling my husband, I'm like, I feel the need to be on a roller coaster. Like I just want to... As uncomfortable as I feel it might be because it's not the same feeling of when I was like 10 years old, right? I'm like, I just, I need to be on a roller coaster. I want those butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, we're at the top of the roller coaster and it's like doomsday. Oh my God, I'm going to die. This sucks. Why did I do this? I obviously can't back out now. Obviously not. So what do we do in that moment? Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say nervous system first, right? Because if you try to make, change your mindset about it, right, then we end up gaslighting ourselves. We end up BSing ourselves and lying to ourselves and saying like, I'm fine. This is fine. I like this. This is really great. I am right. happy. I'm here. What? Ah, death, right? It, it's not going to work. And so right. we start with the nervous system. So One of my favorite tools to help us regulate our nervous system, and and regulating just means to to manage and to shift. So I like to think of the nervous system like a car. I use a lot of metaphora. Um, (laughs) It's great. No, I'm so glad. Um, So your nervous system is constantly deciding how much it's going to put your 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 nervous system foot on the gas, which is adrenaline, norepinephrine, sympathetic activation. And how much your nervous system is going to put its foot on the gas, which is dorsal, which is the shutdown. Yeah. 
And so when you're in ventral vagal, which is, again, the safe and social part of the nervous system connected, you're like, this is lovely. This is great. I'm I'm here having this conversation with you. I feel pretty chill inside. I've got a little tiny touch of the gas because I'm excited to be here. We're talking about my favorite nerdetry. This is a delight, right? right? But there's a little tiny dorsal because I feel calm inside. And so mm-hmm. the net place I'm in is, is ventral vagus. Yeah. So when we regulate our nervous system, because I know people like see that on Instagram and hear it all the time and totally. don't understand what it means. It's like a number one question I get in my somatic classes. Um, regulating is just how much gas and how much brake. Yeah. So when you recognize, oh, my foot is all the way on the gas here. I am ramped up. I'm in sympathetic. I'm full of adrenaline. I am the, the doomsday clock half begun. The countdown yeah. is nigh. Um, you're plotting out your he- headstone. <laughs> like it's a whole, right? But we right. go there. We go to. Well, we do. We can go down the rabbit hole pretty deep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We go to 27 on a one to 10 scale. Yeah. So when you recognize you're there, that is the first and most important step is learning to map your nervous system to know what the heck is going on inside me on an animal level, on a mammalian level. Because when we don't know, when we don't have nervous system education, we we blame ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We're like, ugh, what is wrong with me for complaining about being on this this, uh, roller coaster? Everyone else is so stoked. Why am I being such a baby? Right? We get into that blame. Right, and when right. that's about things like how do we show up in relationship, particularly when there's conflict? Um, mm-hmm. What are we like when we're dating? What, uh, how are we doing in a, in a negotiation about salary at work? I mean, on and on and on, we add in so much blame that's like totally unnecessary. So true. Yeah. So to your question, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a circuitous Latin American. We, we are a high context people, which means if it. you ask an Argentine how to get to the corner, they're like, well, in 1764, Sarmiento <laughs> dreamed. And then 40 minutes later, they have oh my their God. answer. If, and then yeah. they, you may probably maybe didn't even get the answer, but right. you, you learned the history of Argentina. So that was totally. good. Anyway. <laughs> So what do you do when you realize you're in sympathetic? Well, you have a couple options. The first is to check in with yourself and to ask yourself if you want to stay there. Because maybe you want to stay there, right? Mm. We are recording this in the shadow of the overturning of, of Roe versus Wade, which of course was predicated by many years of attacks on bodily autonomy, the attacks yeah. on on trans folks, LGBT folks here in, in the U.S., uh, attacks on... on um, on reproductive rights across the board. <sighs> so it's heavy. It's wicked heavy. It's so yeah. super duper heavy. And I should translate wicked heavy for the West Coast is hella heavy. I just don't want mm-hmm. anyone to feel left out. Want to be inclusive. Great. Handle Love that. It. Thank you. Just want to be inclusive. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So maybe you want to stay pissed off. Maybe you mm-hmm. want to stay in anger. Maybe you want to stay revved up because it's getting mm-hmm. you to make a crap ton of phone calls and make a lot of donations and post actually useful things, right? Right, right. Right. But maybe you're in a conversation with a partner and you're feeling yourself go to 27 and you're like, yo, self, getting all angry, defensive, attacking, that's not serving me or the love in this relationship. This isn't building what I want it to. Right. Right. So once you've asked yourself that, don't just assume that sympathetic is for nothing because it's a beautiful protective mechanism. But once you're like, you know what, I do want to bring the anxiety down, right? There's 
I don't want to stay in that. Some really simple tools, um, either for sympathetic, the freaking out, or dorsal, which is the shutdown, is to orient to your environment. So what happens when we leave ventral vagal, when we get dysregulated, there's too much gas or too much break, is that your mind, your body, your nervous system, your inner children forget who, what, where, and when, mostly when, you are, right? Mm. So you're shunted back to a time in childhood or- right. Right, an ancestral time when there was danger, right? When you needed to escape, right? When death was actually nigh, everything was a lion. And so when we orient, we bring ourselves back to this time and place. And I love this because it's so simple, it's so accessible, um, it's free. Like most somatic practices are totally free. Uh, and they're beautiful things you can do on a phone call with someone, on a FaceTime with someone, in a conversation, in a boardroom, on a subway, on a plane on a roller coaster. <laughs> and so what we do is um, give our, connect in with the senses, right? So sensory input helps to bring the body back. And so that can be as simple as looking around the space that you're in, turning your head slowly all the way to the left, for example, bringing it all the way around 180 degrees to the right uh, and taking in your surroundings. You can add to that naming things you see. I like counting because uh, it gives the limbic system a job. Uh, so maybe you count the blue things. Maybe you count the circles. Maybe you count the square. It doesn't really matter. Pick a thing and mm -hmm. do it. Simultaneously connecting in with sensations like texture, right? So uh, I might feel my desk. I can feel the grain of the wood under my fingers. I can touch my hair. You know how when we're nervous, we automatically touch our hair without realizing it, pick our nails, right? Do those things. It's not for nothing. Your body's so ridiculously smart. Um, so rubbing your fingers together, uh, exploring the texture of your, your perfect little arm hairs, mm -hmm. the texture of your shirt. Yeah. Rubbing your face gently. Um, these things can all help to bring you back. For a freeze, we want to bring in cold. For activation energy, sympathetic, foot on the gas, we want to bring in warmth. And if you think about it, you know, if you're being chased by a lion, are you going to pause to get snuggly under a, a weighted blanket? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> That would be a silly Although I choice. love cats, but I do yeah. love cats. But I'm I'm more of the tabby than like yeah. a lion in my house. I don't know about For you. Sure. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, yeah. cool. Although Just... there's this part of me that's like, I I can tame any wild cat. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but which wild cat would you go for? There's so many oh my to god. choose from. There is, and I just like deeply love them all. If you are yeah. in the cat family. You're welcome. You're yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. I love you have space in your heart. Um, I love the way my mom says eh, puma for puma. Puma, and, puma, yeah. Eh, shawar for jaguar. Because with oh, our Argentine accent, Jays sound like sh shawar. Es un shawar. Maria Victoria es un shawar. I love it. Hilarious. Bien. Um, I think I'd go for a lion. I want to snuggle that mane. Fierce. Rub yeah. my nose in it. It's it looks beautiful. so soft. <laughs> you know. I love <laughs> Oh my goodness. So coming back to the present time. Yeah, yeah. We'll regulate our nervous Let's do it. Let's do it. I just got <laughs> so excited thinking about all that fluff. Um, yeah. So a really simple exam exercise that I love, 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 and that 
uh, listeners who are not driving a car or holding a baby, please, mm-hmm. you can do this along with us if it is physically safe and emotionally safe to do so. You can take one of your paws if you have the capacity to move your paws. If your mm-hmm. paws don't move on their own, that's great. You can do this in your mind's eye. You can visualize a hand moving. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take your perfect little thumb and you're going to touch each of your fingers in turn. If you're feeling frozen, shut down, and you want to bring in some activation energy um, so you can rejoin the conversation, right? You can get back on track. You're going to do this with a quickness. So you touch your thumb to your first finger and say one, the second and say two, the second, third and say three, the fourth and say four. And then you come back four, three, two, one, one, two, three. Four. Do you feel how it's like starts Mm -hmm. to kind of pick you up a little bit? Mm -hmm. It's nice. And then it's so good. It's so easy. You know, you can put your hand below the Zoom screen and you can do it right there on a call. Nobody in your meeting knows you're up to it. Um, it. If you're feeling revved up, you can do it really slowly. One, two, three, four. Right. And keep going until you feel a shift. And that's how your body will let you know that it's, it's moved through and out of that state in this moment. Okay, a really quick interruption to talk about myo-inositol. You've probably heard me talk about this pretty extensively on the podcast before. And if you follow me over on Instagram, you've probably seen me add a scoop of this into my morning coffee or elixir or even my smoothie. It really has a mild sweet taste and it mixes very well into liquids and water. And I love this product for many reasons. It supports mood balance by modulating neurotransmitter receptors. It promotes healthy glucose metabolism. It promotes ovulatory function. And it's really great for supporting menstrual regularity, especially in those that are dealing with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's been studied clinically for use in eating disorders, mood imbalance, and COS. I am a big fan of it and I highly recommend it, especially if you are dealing with some of those issues I just mentioned and having issues with blood sugar regulation and glucose issues, as well as weight, PCOS, fertility, issues with your cycle and finding even that you're really moody, especially in that luteal phase of your cycle, myo-inositol can really be a game changer for you. I personally love to use the one from Canprev. It is dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, soy-free, vegan, and sugar-free. So head on over to your local health food store or search online for the Canprev Myo-Inositol. I love that. That's fascinating. So take us through that again in terms of just a simple act. Yeah. The biomechanics, like what, what that's doing internally with great joy. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to do a polyvagal 101? I would love. I, that was my next question. I was going to say, let's dive into polyvagal. I thought I was, you'd never and ask. also, I think like just nervous system overall. Yeah. I think that a lot of people think of nervous system and they're like, my adrenals. Oh, yeah. No. Right. And it's like, yes, that's Those, part of yeah, it. But sure. there's, it's so beyond that. So maybe we could also start there in terms of, understanding the nervous system. 
I love it. Okay, okay great. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I will nerd out about this at the slightest provocation or lack thereof. <laughs> I'm like trying to check out at the farmer's market. And I'm like, have you heard of polyvagal theory? <laughs> uh, so polyvagal theory is the work of Dr. Stephen Porges, PhD, and it is made into understandable English by Deb Dana, LCSW. She's a so social worker. They are they have godlike status in my mind. They are so amazing. Um, and polyvagal means many vagals. So the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It is the longest nerve in the human body, and it comes out of our skull and through the center of us. And it enervates or gives nerve function to everything along its path. So uh, our voice, our capacity to swallow, um, our digestion, our heart and lungs, um, our reproductive function. It does, of course, impact our endocrine system, our adrenals, our immune function. And most importantly for most humans, our mood and our energy are directly impacted by the vagus nerve. Oh, just about everything. Just um, <laughs> casually, all the things, pretty oh, much yeah. all the things, except maybe Basically. our hair. Right. Right. Well, yeah. actually, no, that's not true. The the uh, Polaris, the, the little er erectors that put the uh, hairs up on your arms. That's true. Those right? actually are under vagus control. Right. Huh. That would make sense toenails. I'm like, everything is, <laughs> everything is Vegas. Yeah. And so uh, the, the settings, the programming for our vagus nerve, the operating system is most set, uh, mostly set in ages zero to seven. So it's really about that early programming, again, from all the things that influence a little kiddo. And our bodies learn what is safe who it is safe to be, how it is safe to show up. So when we're talking about polyvagal in the nervous system, we're really talking about the blueprint for our entire lives, mm. physically, mentally, energetically, really just uh, the way we are. And so the body is constantly scanning the horizon. Again, is it a tabby cat or is it one of those bigger cats you haven't tamed yet, Samantha? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we know you shall tame them in good time, obviously, but just not yet, right? Yeah. So it's constantly exterocepting, meaning looking at the world beyond and saying, danger, safe, safe, danger, right? That's its, its primary goal. And once it senses danger, it activates you, like we were talking about, foot on the gas, sympathetic, fight or flight, right? And I'm um, souvenir sized in the height department, so I'm always going to choose flight. I don't know about you. Which what? Which one will you choose well, first? I'm five three. Yeah. I feel like that's a great question. I mean, we can sweep a leg like no one's business. Let's be yeah. real. Come on, <laughs> come so on. <laughs> But we're the same height throwing punches. I'm like, Seriously. get out of here. And my right? husband is 6'5". So, yeah. Whoa. Do you live in a belly button at all times? It's crazy. <laughs> we have funny photos of just standing beside each other and like his head's not even in the picture. And it's oh just God. his like That's stomach. Amazing. His chest. Yeah, so totally. Funny. Yeah. Like family photo. <laughs> yeah. Family photo. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the head, his head actually in the clouds. So I married Seriously. him. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I love that. I feel like depending on the situation, yeah, I it might be like a flight or a freeze. Yeah. And actually, so I just quickly want to add here. You're making me think of the story. I attended a polyvagal workshop a few months ago, and there was a story that was shared mm. about these two women who were 
I, I, I might kind of butcher the story a little bit, but these two women, they were, I think, at like a an ATM. Yeah. And this guy came and went to rob them and attack them. And he literally pulled a gun. And so there's two women and one froze and the other one chased him and went kind of crazy and yelling and went after him. And the one who froze is the one that had all this trauma stored in her body and she couldn't overcome the situation. Yep. So I, yeah, I'm like, oh, I got to yeah. share this because this is like perfect timing. Oh, it's such a great one. It's that's such a great example uh, for sure. Yeah, because when our bodies. So let me say this in a moment like that, when we're being mugged or something, the body's going to go into ventral vagus first. Okay. That is our our main, you know, steady state homeostatic way of being. We're pack animals. We want to stay in connection because we know connection is the safe place, right. right? So you might say, "Hey, dude, we're cool, right? Let me let me give you the cash. Let me give you my phone. Do you want my wedding ring? Like, we're cool, right? right. Don't hurt us, right? Makes so sense. we go for connection first. When that fails, our body will generally go into fight or flight first. When that fails, we go into dorsal, like the woman in your example who froze, right? right? Deer in the headlights, possum playing possum, yeah. just checked out and, and, and not available. And I want to say for the polyvagal nerds here, this is a wild oversimplification of an incredibly complex system, right? Bet, yeah. There are mixed <laughs> states, right? Yeah. Like I was saying, a little gas, a little break. Um, for my clients who are overcoming codependent perfectionist and people-pleasing thought habits, we are mostly in something called functional freeze, which we can zoom back around to later if you feel so moved. Yeah, we're going to have to because you've mentioned okay, we're gonna it have so to. many it's times. <laughs> well, I'm like kind of obsessed with it because it explains legit the first 30 years of my life. Okay. 30 plus. All right. Uh -huh. So we can't skip well, that. We, can, we can't skip that. Yeah. I mean, we could, but We're not. why? <laughs> it's going to be so good. Okay. So, right. So we have these three parts, um, sympathetic and then parasympathetic, which is where ventral vagal, safe and social, and dorsal, which is freeze, live. And most of the time we are spending our lives bouncing between these three states or a mix of these three states. None of them are wrong. None of them are bad. None of them are a problem, right? There's You can't put your pants on if you don't have some sympathetic activation and there's no shavasana without some dorsal, right? So they're all beautiful. They're all welcome. Right. What happens is due to stress, distress, and trauma, our conditioning, our socialization, we can stay almost stuck in one of those states mm. and that state becomes our steady state. Right. Right. Like those people who are in the habit of being defensive, aggressive, right, who always feel attacked and so always attack back. Right. Right. Even when it's like not necessary. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But it feels necessary to their nervous For system sure. because, right, they're exterocepting danger. Yeah. A lack of safety from other humans because they learn that early on in life. So, too, for people who are chronically checked out um, in that, you know, adrenal fatigue is not a scientifically correct term, but right. let's go with it for ease, right? Because right? it's right. what people know. Yep. Uh, glands don't get fatigued. Uh, their humans do. But um, that adrenal fatigue state is generally chronic dorsal. After having lived a long time in, in uh, overwhelm, in sympathetic, you run out of gas. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. You run out of gas. So that's how I think about uh, adrenal fatigue, for example. 
But um, Dorsal really is slamming on the brakes and saying, basta, I can't. I'm just going to the back of the cave and I'm just going to be chill back here, be depressed, be checked out, watch Netflix buffer against my emotions and not be present to the world because it's overwhelming to my nervous system. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of science. Yeah, which is yeah. great. <laughs> I love, yeah, totally. I love learning it. We scienced it. real hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh my, it's the bestest. <laughs> it is so good. So yeah. let's talk about functional freeze. Oh, let's go. Let's there. do it. Let's do that. So functional freeze is when, so actually going into full dorsal collapse into like the full on faint death response. Um, it's what gazelles do when a, one of your beloved lions is chasing them. They get caught by the ankle. They collapse to the ground. Um, blood flow slows down, blood pressure plummets, pulse rate plummets. Your body is full of all these chemicals that block pain. Right. Your body is really pretending that it's dead so that the lion will say, ha ha, I bagged lioness, by the way. They're the <laughs> ones who do the hunting. That's right. Um, right. I bagged dinner. This gazelle is mine. I'm going to go get the cubs and we're going to have a really, we're going to have a feast tonight. Right. We're going to have a full gazelle dinner. Um, she's going to get the hamburger buns. It's going to be a delight. <laughs> um, and so while she's off, like, kids, dinner's on, right? Lion version of sushi, I guess. Um, in that moment, that, that gazelle is playing dead yeah. and it's taking a lot of life force energy to play dead. If you think about it, For right, sure. it's a lot of effort. Uh, and then she'll stand up, shake it off and run away. Uh, in a human, that looks like being the, the most extreme version of it is being catatonic, right? Where you're actually unavailable. Right. You, you, right. Uh, if we think of folks like after a tsunami, right, or some other natural disaster and they're sitting there yeah. with like eyes glazed, just like fully checked out. Totally. Most of us aren't living in that right. all day long. Like we are able to get out of bed and be functional most of the time. Right. And so functional freeze is just that, is when we are frozen to ourselves, our emotional state, our felt experience, um, our presence is all locked up in this like internal block of ice, right? Uh, and so we are frozen to ourselves and our lived experience. We are shut down to it, but we're functional. We're getting up, we're getting degrees, we're going to school, we're getting great grades, we're performing. We don't know we're performing, right. but we're doing the things that are being demanded of us, right? right? We're, we're play acting at being a human, being an adult. Often starts with play acting at being a kid, right? Um, I think of lots of my clients in perfectionist homes. Um, in my own home, the thing that got us praise was doing good chores, being quiet, um, knowing facts, right? <clears throat> getting medical degrees, mm -hmm. uh, casual, mm -hmm. whatever, yep. NBD, that. So, right, we do the things that are asked of us. We function, but we're so detached. We're just not present. And we can even meditate every day, do yoga every day, right? right? Do the things that look like connection. But until we learn how to regulate our nervous systems and come back into right relationships with our bodies, with our polyvagal system, you can meditate all day long. You can do thought work all day long. You can do breath work all day long. You can do all of the things. Right. And it's still, you're still not going to have that fullest human experience and be able to really be present in the world. Right? Mm -hmm. It's intense. And I think it, it really belies the codependent experience in life, 
right? Where when we define codependent thinking as chronically and habitually sourcing our sense of wellness, worth, and validation from everyone and everything in the world other than ourselves. Right. Right. Where the predominant thought is, I'm not okay if you're not okay. And I'm not okay if you don't think I'm okay and tell me all about it. Right. And so what what has to live underneath that is this functional freeze, is this disconnection from self, or else we can't stay in those painful thought habits. For sure. Yeah. Well. (sighs) (laughs) It's a lot of work. I think that people are, I feel like that's where a lot of people's minds go. Their mindset is just like, "This this is a lot of work. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And that's available to you, right? Like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I'm here to testify from the other side, from having lived with so much codependent thinking, people pleasing everyone, including like strangers on the street and the subway, from really living in that perfectionism Mm -hmm. and the functional freeze and having the digestive symptoms, which we can loop that back around in the nervous system with a quickness. Yeah. I'd I'd love to go there because I think it will also help people to understand beyond just the symptom itself. Totally. Right? Yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, it is all a ton of work, but I'll ask you this. Is your one human life not worth it? For sure. There's a cost and a payoff to everything. And I'm here to do the work. Yeah. And I'll also say like being checked out was a lot of work too. For sure. That's exhausting. It's exhausting. And like having Yeah, I didn't think I was faking empathy. I think I am a deeply empathic animal, but I wasn't feeling it in my body. So I was on this chronic sort of almost hypervigilance of like, again, this wasn't conscious, but my in my body, it was like, she's she's uh, she looks angry. Tell her that it sucks. She looks sad. Tell her that it sucks. Right. Like fix it. Make it better. Intervene. Make her smile. Be the joker. Right. I was constantly on, on guard against other people having feelings. Right. Right. Yeah. I can relate to that. I'm sure so right. many people listening can relate yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's super relatable. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So you want me to nerd on digestion? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So um, it makes sense. Okay. Samantha, let me ask you this. If you were being chased by one of the lions you had yet to tame, yes. would you <laughs> would you want your body to stop and digest a cheeseburger? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, what about to make thyroid hormone to turn T3 into T4? Yeah, probably. Or the other way around. Yeah. Probably not going to bother with that. Yeah. Um, what about phase one, two, and three detox in the liver to balance your estrogen, <laughs> progesterone, testosterone? No, you're still not Least of my interested. Yeah. Least of your worries. Okay, <laughs> so PCOS survival. for you. Cool, 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 cool. So it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Your body's busy, y'all. Like it's busy trying to keep you alive from like the email from your boss that it thinks is a goddamn lion. For sure. Right. And so you're pumping blood to your heart, to your legs, to your lungs, to your heart. Right. You're focused on survival. And when you're focused on moving blood and oxygen and nutrients to the fight or flight machines or slowing it all down in the shut it down machine. You're not going to worry about those silly little things in the middle. For sure. Thyroid, endocrine system, digestion, reproductive function. Get out of here with that. Mm -hmm. That's silly. And we're not silly, are we? 
I mean, we're pretty silly, but we're not dumb. <laughs> I mean, we're very silly. Okay, but we're not dumb. Right. And that would be dumb, right? Yeah. It's just not a smart use of resources. And the three biological imperatives of being a human, uh, being a mammal, really seek pain, avoid pleasure, and above all, conserve energy. Conserve energy. Because you never know when the next lion's coming. It's probably coming right now. Right? Because evolutionarily, very, 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 very old systems that lived on the savanna, lived in constant danger bef long before the first epidemiologic shift when everything changed. Wow, I'm going down a nerd rabbit <laughs> pulling myself up from saying things like at first epidemiologic shift to say... When you are in chronic fight or flight, everything's racing, everything's going fast, everything's moving with a super duper quickness. So you got to bolt out of here, you got to punch, you got to run, you got to be, right. get out of here. Of course you have diarrhea. Of course you do. Yep. Of course you have frequent urination. Of course you do. Right. Of, of course your mouth is dry. Of course it is. What do you want? <laughs> And I think I can only remind, I'll remind folks I talk about this so blithely because I was so sick for so very long, mm -hmm. right? You get that spritz of gallows humor. I mean, and when we think about the other side, if you're in that constant shutdown, don't speak, don't be seen, don't be heard, don't be vulnerable, don't be real, just don't, of course you're constipated, right? right? The migrating motor complex in the small intestine is going to stop moving your food through so, of course, you're going to get small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Of course you are. Mm -hmm. And then that food, not properly digested, is going to get to the large intestine. Of course, the peristaltic wave that moves food through there is not going to operate uh, appropriately or optimally. For sure. Be right? So, of course, you're constipated. Of course, you're bloated. Of course, your belly hurts. With love and care, I say it's supposed to. Right. Right? Right. It's a... Yeah. Your body sending you a signal. Yeah. Yeah. And we often yeah. ignore it or we mask it. Yeah. We're taught to do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To, to take the, the things to stop the heartburn, to stop the allergies, just, you know, the Pepto, the Tums, the, yeah, on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I, I get why people want to do that, right? We're not For sure. given nervous system education. Yeah. We're not taught these skills these tools it's it's this should be this should start in pre-k it's so true yeah like it is so essential yeah for sure yeah 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 and i'm you know i'm not out here to dis learning for the sake of it but when's the last time you used trigonometry my darling i have right not. <laughs> right sine cosine yeah. seriously <laughs> yeah. like what what are we talking about? A hypotenuse for yeah. like I knew, right? <laughs> so true. Right. And my sister's a former math teacher, Jeannie. I know it's important, but I'm saying <laughs> it's all about critical thinking skills. But my point is, what if we were learning these skills too? Mm -hmm. In addition, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But that would make us a very dangerous population, oh, wouldn't it? For sure. Mm -hmm. We would be a threat. Yeah. Yep. We sure would be. Yeah. yeah. The patriarchy does not want any of us because the, the patriarchy hurts humans of all the genders, yep. hurts the earth too, it hurts the animals too. Yep. Um, but particularly humans socialized as women, when we know what's going on in our nervous system, we won't stand to be called a hysterical woman. For sure. Right. We won't stand to be told our anger is a problem or is something to be quelled because we know that that it is righteous and comes from a very smart nervous system. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) So sighing is a way that the nervous system automatically resets itself. Oh, okay. I love that. How cool is that? We keep sighing because we keep, I keep getting a little sympathetic uh, because I'm getting excited. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then my body's like, all right, sailor, slow it down. Totally. My head is like, ask all these questions. You have to know more. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just slow. Yeah. 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 Totally. Just slow Slow it down. Yeah. So a, a breath in and a long slow out is what brings us into parasympathetic. So it's not the deep breath. It's the long out. Yeah. I love it. So I know you do a lot of breath work. Obviously, this is an important part of the process. Yes. Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Let's. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the breath work that I use with my clients and in my six-month program uh, is based in pranayama. Um, Through all my searching, I have not found uh, the original name of this practice. And I will credit uh, pranayama with an energy of appreciation, not appropriation. It's definitely still Argentine and not from the the Indian subcontinent. Um, And uh, it is a deep breath into the belly, another into heart center, and out through an open, relaxed mouth. And this practice um, done in a sacred container is a really beautiful way to uh, come into and experience safe sympathetic because it's activating, and then to experience safe dorsal when the the active part of the practice ends and we go into the shavasana-like state where we just rest and let our bodies integrate. For so many of us who have experienced sympathetic or dorsal as true uh, threat responses, trauma response, activation in our body, getting feelings, you know, I'm having these quick short breaths, I'm feeling jittery in my body, I'm feeling dizzy, I'm feeling um, tingly, is a, obviously, for very good reason, scary experience. Right. And what we can do in breath work is titrate the experience, have a little tiny bit at a time, right? Because you choose the pace, right? So I set the pace for the group. <gasps> and then I tell folks, you do you, baby. Go as fast or as slow as you want to honoring your nervous system. So in my groups, we learn nervous system mapping before we do breath work. Let's be clear. For sure. Right? And as you're feeling a little sympathetic, keep asking yourself, is it safe to stay with this? Is it okay for me to keep breathing this deep, this fast? And if your body says yes, off you go. And if it says no, slow it down. And so what happens there is we rebuild this felt sense of agency. Right, this felt sense of connection with mind and body, where we actually are the boss of our felt experience. How dope is that? Love it. Yeah, it's a good time, and um, it can get pretty trippy, which is also I really bet. fun. Yeah, right. I bet. Yeah, hyperoxygenation is a wild yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. So when we take those slow, fast breaths, it actually works in a similar way to the benzodiazepine drugs. It throws wide open our calcium ion channels. Lavender does the same thing as a Valium, which is also bananas, Um, (laughs) right? Like, oh, okay. Thanks, Lavender. Um, You pretty little flower. Thanks for being a Valium in my front yard. Um, And it, it brings us into this deep, calm state where we then have that freedom to explore all of our nervous system states. And that's when it can get wicked trippy and 
I've had, I have personally tasted colors. Like it can bring on like a faux synesthesia. So where crazy. you like, so cool. You can, I sm was smelling numbers last week. I was like, what is the brain? Oh, that's crazy. Spirits. This is amazing. Crazy. Yeah. I love yeah, it. I often talk to my dead in breath work. I love it. It's a it. powerful process. I was just going to say, but that's, the, that's yeah. the power of the breath. You know, is it wild? It is. I love it. It's just, it also shows me just how much untapped potential mm. there yeah. is yeah. inside of each and every one of us yeah. to explore. Isn't that beautiful. It really is. I love that. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that was fascinating. I'm so glad. Yes. It was so fun. Thank you. It was so fun. Thank you Yay. so much for your time and for My sharing pleasure. with us today. Truly, truly. Yeah. Let our audience know where they can connect with you. Yeah. So um, I have a special gift let's, just for your listeners. Let's hear it. Yes, we do yeah, have a link so to if share. You, yeah. If you head on over to victoriaalbina.com slash wellness witch, you can download a suite of free meditations and nervous system exercises. So there's a nervous system orienting exercise, the one I detailed like six months ago at the beginning of this call. Yeah. It's been about six months we've been on the video, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. It's been about six months. It's been a delight. Um, so yeah, victoriaalbino.com slash wellness witch, orienting boundaries, inner child, all there for you to download F-R-E-E, just for you. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. I give good gram at Victoria Albina Wellness. I give good um, my pod, you like that? I do. I, I give real good gram. You do true. have a, a great piece. So, oh, thank you. I, likewise. I appreciate it. Um, my podcast is called Feminist Wellness. It's free in all of the places. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more about how your nervous system and uh, your, your thinking all interact to create your lived experience, Feminist Wellness is your place. And lastly, my program is called Anchored. It is a six-month deep dive into somatics, thought work, and breath work with the goal of helping you connect in with your true felt experience worth. Um, and that's at victoriaalbina.com slash anchored. Beautiful. I love the name of that anchored. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Ventral vagal anchor is the, is the I goal. I love it. That's so yes, great. Well, we'll have you. all this linked up in our show notes and Yay. thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you everyone for being with us today. If you'd like to connect with Victoria, you can find her over on Instagram at Victoria Albina wellness. You can also head to her website, victoriaalbina.com and head on over to our show notes. If you would like to grab the link to her free meditations and learn more about her, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash episode 207. Thanks again for being with us. And if you feel that there's anybody in your life that can benefit from today's episode, we would love it if you could share it with them. Thanks so much. Chat soon.